you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk AEW Dynamite. Obviously, the exchange between Christian Cage and Adam Copeland. And also... The interesting tweet that came from Dr. Britt Baker before AEW Dynamite signed off. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I was talking to our producer, Paul, uh, after Dynamite last night, and we we're talking about what we we're going to format for today's show. And then I went to bed, and then I woke up this morning. And my mailbox was full. I had over a dozen text messages. Mm -hmm. And then I look and I go, oh, no. What's trending? Let me see what's trending. Hopefully everybody's safe and no one's passed, Tommy. And I see Dr. Britt Baker is trending. And Mm. trending in sports, number one. Number one trend in sports. By the way, we have the number one podcast once again today. So thank you to the Busted Open Nation for listening every day. (laughs) And I look and Dr. Britt Baker sent out a tweet. Now, Tommy, she sent out this tweet at 949. So during Dynamite or right at the tail end of Dynamite during the last segment, she sent out this tweet. And this was the tweet that has the sports world of us this morning. And it's our job, Tommy, to kind of give a take on this tweet. So I'm going to first read it, then we're going to give our takes. Are you ready? Go. Tonight's AEW Dynamite, MJF, MJF live promo time, seven minutes. Christian Cage live promo time, 10 minutes. All of 2023 on Dynamite, Britt Baker, live promo time, zero minutes. And this blew up like you wouldn't believe. At this point, it almost has a million likes to it. So, Tommy, what do you think? What's your take on this tweet from Britt Baker that she sent out right before the end of Dynamite last night? I'm actually surprised that she has not had a microphone in 2023. That's first that's, of all, that's shocking. Like when I first heard that, I was like, that cannot be true. 
So I'm going to take her for a word, but it, it sounds almost unbelievable that Dr. Britt Baker did not have a live microphone in her hand in all of 2023. Because she's an excellent talker and she's got the peeps behind yep. her when she does her DMD. Um, backstage interviews, I know she's had those. So that does count. Maybe they were on other shows. Anyway, if uh, I guess to address her tweet in the era of social media it is a thing you can air your gripes publicly and then you have to deal with it internally as a company or like if this is a talent relations issue we've seen it with certain talents um in both companies if i could relate to something that happened that I was a part of that involved Tony Khan when he had a player from the Jaguars that was unhappy and tweeted it. And two or three days later, he was traded. Um, that's kind of how you deal with stuff. You look at, you know, social media, James Harden, uh, not happy in Philly, started bitching about ownership, finally shipped out to the the Clippers um, wrestling is twofold. If that is, then there has to be some ramifications towards her with it's either. Okay. You did this during the show. It actually started trending. How does this make the show look good? How does this make the company that you're a flag bearer for look good? Um, or let's take it this way. I understand, you know, you're, you're not, on television, but you were in a group. A lot of your group members got hurt. Um, we had a reposition, blah, blah, blah. There's different ways to go about it. If you were just talking about this particular show, I would say, well, where were Kenny Omega, Don Callis, the Young Bucks, all these, they weren't on my show and had no mic time either. Jericho, another great example. Um, but when I go 2024, I mean, 2023, I say, hmm, or the other part of our industry, she could be the devil and giving reasons why she's going to burn the whole place down. So that's how you got to kind of look at it. I don't personally like when people come after a company like the NWO, if it's I'm coming after the talent is one thing or I'm coming to take over the my spot or get my spot back. But when you're going after like there's been no promo time, then you're going after Tony Khan. There is no payoff with Tony Khan because you're not going to have Britt Baker versus Tony Khan, though I'd pay to see that. Um, but it's not going to happen. You know, Bully Ray a long time ago, he came up with the whole putting Dixie through a table. Because if you think about it, Dixie at one point turned heel, had the most heat, but where was that payoff? Eventually we paid it off. It took almost a year, yeah, but it was eventually a paid off angle and did ratings, all that stuff. But, you know, that was where and how are you going to do it? Vince McMahon, I'm going to, when he became the bad guy, massive payoff. But Vince then also got in the ring, wrestled, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so those are two ways to look at it. Um, if it is, uh, I'm unhappy, well, then either amend it or we'll give you a release or find the talent. That's what you have to do on a company level. If it's an angle, then you just got to be like, okay, well, my angle's working because it's trending. Yeah. There's Bottom a line, lot. that's really it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot here, and there's a lot of layers to this because first and foremost, Tommy, and if we look back, even when AEW was at its hottest, there was always a lot of complaints about that the women weren't getting enough time, the women weren't getting a lot of promo time. Uh, Thunder Rosa, who's you know our host here on Fridays, Tommy, um, when she was champion, she never had a live microphone in her hand. Um, leading up to her match with Britt Baker for the championship, they never gave her a microphone. The only time we really heard her talk, Tommy was here on Busted Open when she told her story about you know her her childhood, her life. You know, and, you know, and she was in tears when she was talking about the first pay-per-view she was on and she was staying at a hotel room and like that was the nicest room she's ever been in in her life. Like that whole story, Tommy, was just phenomenal. And I was like, wow, if they would have told this story on Dynamite, how much bigger would that championship victory be knowing her story? Yet they never they never told it. And then. Immediately after she wins the championship, we think we're going to get a promo. And then she got attacked from behind, never was able to talk and really never had any promo time after that. I don't think even when she had to give up her championship, they didn't even give her a live microphone to talk about it. Correct. And then there was the whole stuff about all the women's matches are on at 930 and they're not getting a lot of respect. So what she's alluding to by having no mic time, I think, alludes to the fact that you know, maybe in the total scheme of things, the women in general haven't been given a lot of time in the ring, which storylines are on the mic. The other way to look at it, and, and and Tommy, I'll throw myself into this discussion. What was trending number one when it came to this show? Hashtag busted open 24-7. Why? Because I went on a tirade on the air about how this show... And all of us don't get enough respect. Here I am on the air on Sirius XM on a great platform that I'm so thankful for talking about the walking, talking zombies on the 37th floor, not respecting us or our fan base. That's kind of very similar to what Britt Baker is doing here. It's not much different than that. You have an issue. You know what? You talk about it. You bring it up. Now, Mine was a little bit different because I did it on the air and I kind of voiced it so that everybody could take part in the conversation. She's doing it on social media, which which could be an issue and a problem, but it's very similar. And then you have the fact that you look at AEW, Tommy, and AEW and Tony Khan made Britt Baker a star. Nobody knew who Britt Baker really was before she got the platform of AEW. And she's given us some great moments. I always say the two biggest matches, I think, in AEW history was Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing and then Britt versus Thunder Rosa at St. Patrick's Day, the St. Patrick's Day show, the unsanctioned match. Those are probably the two biggest matches in the history of AEW. And I kind of find it hard to not be able to find a way to put a live microphone 
in the hand of Dr. Britt Baker for an entire year. I understand she's been out for the last couple of months, but I know she was there all the way up until I think early September. And I can't, it's, I find it hard to believe that she never had a live microphone in her hand. And then obviously Tommy, as you said, the devil, could this be that she's the devil? That was our guess. Remember when this was first brought up, this could be that angle though. If that's the angle, this is a strange way to go about it, but it is pro wrestling. Like you always say, and you never really know. Yep. Um, like I said, you know, you got to sit down and talk with the talent and deal with the talent that way. If our show wasn't as popular as it was, don't know if, uh, you would have been called into the office. Um, so uh, again, it's, but it's different when that happens. It's, it's, uh, it's making your company like, how does that benefit the company? Honestly. Um, so then you got to look at it for, I'm frustrated. I'm upset. Uh, I would apologize if this wasn't an angle or I stand my ground. And then there's two ways to go about it. Well, if you do it again, we have to find you or um, then it's, you know, if you're not happy, then I'll give you a release. And then she goes wherever she wants to go or she goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, because I mean, she has a successful life outside of wrestling, uh, would crush it doing appearances, all that stuff. There's, you know, I mean, it, honestly, there's, that's the only ways you have to handle these situations. And, you know, if talents go awry, you find them. And if they continue to go awry, then you let them go. Yeah. Would not be a good look for AEW to let her go. It would look like another younger talent was going somewhere else. And that doesn't uh, help your company. So again, if the overall is I'm the face of the women's division doesn't help when that women's division, there's other ways to go about it. But I do know like she has had mic time and then I would look at it from uh, a talent relations point. Well, you did do this promo here. You did do this promo backstage, blah, 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 blah. That's mic time. The other part of it is when you talk about, you know, uh, AEW and their women, Who's crushing it right now? Tony Storm. She's on every week in backstage stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Last week she was in a in a back. She's the hotter act right now. And yes, you have a new champion. She was represented yesterday. We went through this about Raw with all those top, top acts. You have yeah. to look at it the same thing as with um, Dynamite. We're doing this tournament right now for this month, just like they did in all Japan and just like they do in New Japan. We're doing a tournament that has to generate three matches a show on this one, and then Collision's getting three as well. So where do you people fit in? Oh, yeah, then I got to do my edge stuff, and I got to represent MJF because those are my other two bigger storylines that are intriguing. So where do these people fit in? It's a, it's a hard thing to do when, and they have a gigantic roster. They also have a roster like 
if I'm going by, you know, again, the people who weren't on the show last night weren't represented on Dynamite. Maybe, and, and they won't, some won't be on Collision either. So then it's another week of they're not there. No Don Callis for what, two weeks now? It's been a while his since group, we've seen Don Callis. Don't even know what happened to his group. There's a lot of injury bug within AEW as well. And, you know, plans have to change. So it, these are the things that you, uh, you know, that happen when you're behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. But, you know, if it's your, this is my angle and my angle is now working because it was trending. Cool. I don't know if that it was trending in a positive way. And it's a, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation to have because you just threw something out there that I didn't really think of. And that is the fact, Tony Storm, Tony Storm's featured on TV every week. She took a character. She really just grabbed it, ran with it, and it's become a big hit and it's got everybody talking. Um, I still look at Brit as kind of like the leader in that women's division in a lot of ways because of what she's done in the history of AEW so far. And she's kind of one of those pillars and the first person signed uh, to AEW. So I think in a lot of ways, she's a bit of a leader. At least I look at her as a leader because of those things. It's an interesting tweet. And if, even if even if it's leading to her being the devil, this is going to get people talking, like you said, Tommy, in a negative way. This isn't positive in any stretch of the imagination. And really, in Brit's tweet, she doesn't mention the other women or the women's division. She mentions just herself. So, like, does that take a little bit away from what Tony Storm is doing? Because Tony Storm is getting TV time each and every week. There was a story that Brit was involved in. It was the Outcast story. And that, and I, I think it's safe to say, Tommy, that that angle, that story was a bit of a flop. It didn't really go anywhere. It thought it was going to go a little bit deeper. Thought there could be more elements to it, and it just never really played out. I think the way that a lot of fans wanted it to. So it's an interesting conversation to have because, in a lot of ways, if you look at Dynamite right now and you talk about the biggest stars on Dynamite. One of those biggest stars is Tony Storm. And you look at one of the reasons to watch Dynamite every week, one of those reasons is Tony Storm. So is it fair to say that the women aren't getting enough TV time when at least one of them are? But I still think it's a problem. And two of those examples would be Britt this year and obviously Thunder Rosa. And when are we going to see Thunder Rosa? And what story is Thunder Rosa going to have? When CM Punk got injured, Tommy, what did AEW do? They brought CM Punk back and they called him the real world, the real AEW world champion. Why? Because he never lost that championship. Thunder Rosa never lost her championship. So I would have to think, Tommy, that when Thunder Rosa comes back, based on what we saw with the men's division, that Thunder Rosa is going to be involved in a major storyline in AEW based on the fact that her story and her real life scenario copies exactly what happened to CM Punk. That's what you would think. Yes. Yeah. Don't know if that's going to happen. Um, the only way that happens if fans remember it and you make it an issue on television. Um, excuse me. Sometimes yes, people get hurt and they get taken off the field and they lose their spot. Yeah. Or they come back and they have, another successful run career. 
um, with specifically just talking the, the Britt Baker thing, I would look at it and say, you know what? You're right. Uh, because you are amazing on the microphone. Uh, but here are the circumstances why, or again, I don't know how, because again, you know, we have this character and we saw this character uh, get involved physically or one of them uh, last night, but you take this person if it is. And it's like, these are the reasons why I've turned heel. Cause trust me, it's very, it's, it's easy to hate on Britt Baker. Um, and she's a, she's an excellent heel. She's also was a popular baby face because of her, what her mic skills and her wrestling, but her mic skills are really over the top. She's convincing on her promos. Um, but then again, if I'm management, I have to say, well, what about these backstage promos that you had? That is live mic. Even though if they're pre-taped or whatever. So it, it's interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I don't think AEW needs any negative. And as of today, this is deemed a negative up until if this is the reveal. If this is a reveal, then hey. We all, well, not all of us, we all got got. Yeah. But that's what wrestling's supposed to be. We're supposed to get you if this is part of the angle. If it's not, then it needs to be handled. And if it's not handled, it'll be more disruptiveness. And it, uh, listen, if I'm, again, talking to people or talking to wrestlers, there was people who complained online about stuff in WWE. They were let go. There were, if I would say, hey, you, you don't understand what this person went through. I did because I lived it through him. And it was The Miz. The Miz was put through hell. A different locker room. He was ostracized. There was people, there. you weren't allowed to speak. It was made horrible for that young man. And I like Miz. Miz is my friend. And from that, Miz has outlasted everybody. Did Miz go on social media and say, I'm dressing in a broom closet? Did Miz go on social media and say, I have to dress in the car because I'm not allowed in the locker room? No. Miz ate it and then continued his hard work and whatever little stupid spots he was given, he got over. And he's been there forever. And he, you know, everyone's like, oh, Miz isn't a great wrestler, but we don't say that anymore. No. no one said anything negative about me. Literally went from a heel to a babyface working with Walter in what, three weeks? And if you put him on Monday Night Raw right after that match and said, go out there and be a heel, <clears throat> he'd be a heel. So I would use Miz as an example of here's someone who then got his own television show, became a multimillionaire, and wasn't supposed to be in this system and has outlasted everybody. And if you talk about time-wise, I don't even know how long if he was injured, but even when he was injured, I remember he came back, has held every title, main evented WrestleMania, did a lot of things that most people would never say that The Miz did. It's a perfect example of fighting through that adversity. If Tony Khan doesn't see it in her anymore, cool. Then if 
they're going to ride your contract out and they're just going to say, you know, you'll, you'll be quietly let go until the talent says, Hey, I don't longer work in AEW. And I'm sure she would land on her feet anywhere she wanted to go. Is it disrespectful to send out that kind of tweet during the actual show? Like, is it disrespectful to your top guys and in, in Christian and your world champion MJF to send out that kind of tweet while Dynamite is still on the air? Um, if you're an upset talent, there there's no saying it's right or wrong. Uh, the guy who took off his jersey, Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, Antonio Brown took off his jersey, tweeted during the game, I'm out, I'm done, had a, a, a fight on the field, left the game, he's out of football. Talented guy, out of football. Because other this was other people like, well, he's a problem, and we don't want to have that problem no matter how talented he is. Um, if you're upset, again, there's no stopping somebody if they're upset. The, the tweet is not helping the company. So how does that help the situation? So if you put it out at 10.02, does it matter if it happened then or during the show? Probably not. So, you know, people want to get really, really into the, I hope it's an angle. And I look out of this and I say, wow, she wasn't given a live microphone. But then again, from management side, I, like, I know she had backstages because I remember one of her promos and it was off the charts. And it was one of the most convincing promos, like Arn Anderson-esque promo. Don't know where it aired, probably Rampage. But, I mean, hey, it's it's a thing and it's out there. So yeah, and, this is how you have it's... to deal with it. And and Tommy, I think another thing you said that's so true is like right now, unfortunately for AEW, there is a bit of a dark cloud above that company right now. You know, coming off of everything that happened with Punk and with Cody and seeing Cody and Punk, you know, thrive in WWE, WWE being the very hot company, seeing that attendance is down with AEW and you know, it's I, I'm sure this is just a cycle that AEW is going to go through and they'll get they'll get on the other side of it. But things like this don't help. It almost feels like a pile on. It almost feels like jumping of the ship a little bit when you see something that is heading south. Like if unfortunately right now, AEW is just at this moment at this time. Um, well, I feel they did have positive momentum uh, after full gear. Definitely. And I thought. That's the beauty of this industry. That's the beauty of sports. Oh, my team sucks. What the hell's happening? They go on a win streak. They had a, a very, very successful weekend and full gear was off the charts. And then, yes, that next show was really, really good. And you need to continue that momentum. But this is, like you said, then it could become a cycle of negative that you don't want. Yeah. Uh, the last time that we saw Britt Baker in the ring was in September, September 16th, when she lost to Chris Statlander. Um, that's the last time we've seen Britt Baker. So it's been obviously now well over uh, two months. Uh, so you have to take that into consideration. I don't know why we haven't seen Britt Baker in the last two months. Um, there's a lot of speculation about her being with Adam Cole, but we've seen Adam Cole on TV. You know, so uh, don't know exactly why that is. 
Um, it just feels like once that outcast story ended, they just didn't have anything to do with Britt Baker at that time. Britt Baker somebody that you could throw back on TV and in an instant, she's going to get everything back because like you said, she could be your biggest baby face. She could be your biggest heel. It's going to be very, very interesting what we're going to see from Britt Baker and this AEW's women's division, Tommy, moving forward. Uh, Britt is a star. Yeah. And if I honestly, I look at it like, wow, like, how do you not hand this woman a live mic in front of the an audience? And forget about just Pittsburgh. That's the easy layup. Um, but if that really is the case, then hmm, I did do her a disservice. And then I say as a owner, as a creative person i apologize for that yeah or i look at it well you did have these promos leading up to this so but again how does the the tweet help if it's an angle yes it helps and these are the reasons why i'm i'm beating up your world champion these are the reasons why um for a lot of different reasons like i'm gonna tear the whole place down yeah it's we're going to see, and like not I said... Not an angle, is... it's not good. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. That? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The emphasis of the a curse word was so perfectly executed last night where if you have when we say, you know, if you're going to curse, make sure it's a good one. That was a payoff from the story of when uh, Christian and Edge first came there and Edge was on the fence about, you know, Christian. And when he told him to go F himself, and then here was the payoff and the people loved it. So that's a good use of cursing. Uh, Angle wise, phenomenal. Um, Yes. And the people knew where Christian was going in the sense of, we know you were born without, you don't have a father. And people like, no, he's not going to go there. And then he took him on a bit of a ride. Edge also, being edge waited for Christian to be still become Christian and be a dick and wait for the charge to stop him dead in his tracks. And obviously the match is going to be on in Montreal, which is a very, very big match. Wish it was happening in Toronto, but it's not scheduling. Um, But you know, they only have, I think two wrestlers from the Montreal area, unless they uh, call up the Mountie he's available. Um, so it's going to be a hell of a payoff when people talk about booking and all that stuff. That is an angle that's been booked. Well, that's an angle that's been, and it's also because of the two guys who are big storytellers. And then also we're going to get a payoff of this angle on in Montreal, December 5th, the, the other part of all of that is besides the, the great work that they're doing is, hey, they could have went right into this, but no, what did we do? We added the sting and the Darby Allen into it. We ordered, you know, we even talked about Kill Switch and Nick Wayne being involved in it. These are different ways to get to where you want to go, but with a little bit of deviation from it. The another thing that I thought they did great. And uh, I believe it was Andre, the producing giant, that said speculation for Greensboro with Sting and Ric Flair. Yeah. And that promo, it made me feel good. As an old wrestling fan, it made me feel good. And then also, like, you saw a different side of Sting. And then you saw what we all used to see with Ric Flair. And Rick did have a bit more piss and vinegar in his step. Um and also being a little bit, and this is rare for both Sting and Ric Flair, humble, reflective. And Flair to talk about it, you know, how old he is and coming back and thinking about the good old days. And hey, it's like we're gonna have one more good old day. And I think that was a great marketing thing to help like honestly, I said I would love to be in Greensboro. I I agree with you. I wanna be there for that. I personally would love to be in Greensboro because 
if this, I do feel this is going to be Sting's last match. And I was like, God, like, I think I want to go. And I'm Tommy Dreamer, the pro wrestler. I'm Tommy Dreamer who's been in the ring with Sting. But I was like, I'd want to experience that live. When I get that feeling, what are fans going to say? And I mean, I'm a fan too. But when you talk about booking and you talk about these are positives, which is good for building your houses at, like we always say, no matter what, this is asses in seats. And I think both those segments put asses in seats as well as the MJF Samoa Joe segment. And we saw more of this slow build of this character. Obviously we're going to see whoever these people are under the mask and good luck working with those masks. They seem like they're going to be hard to be wrestling in. Um, maybe we'll see a bit of a reveal of who this person is, or unless they're just going to be some enhancement people. You don't know, uh, but it makes me want to tune in next week to see. So again, I, I get it. I I look at it like putting on matches is tournaments are easy. Putting on matches that with the caliber of talent that you have, you know you're going to have a banger show. What's going to keep me interested and want to tune in next week is not this tournament because I know I'm going to see these matches anyway. It's it's the in betweens that I'm really really liking, and also trying to put asses in seats the proper way and that's being done so that's my take on that you know and i and i think it's a balance right tommy because yes you know the caller talked about julia hart i think they've done a great job of presenting julia hart lately uh tony storm and the segments with tony storm that's strictly sports entertainment tony storm and then you have the feud between christian and adam copeland uh great tv like you said Perfect promo, I felt, last night between those two. That's a story. And then you have, for the pro wrestling and the diehard, hardcore pro wrestling, you have that tournament, which is very much G1 New Japan style. So I think, Tommy, what they're trying to find right now, what Tony Khan is trying to do, is trying to find a balance between, hey, storytelling, giving some personality and character some time, getting some live mic time, like, Christian Cage and MJF had last night and then also having those banger matches because hello wrestling is part of why we watch too so I thought that was a good balance last night between those two things yes and the week before uh when it was leading into um full full gear. gear and then this week this week was a tough week because going up against Survivor Series right but I watched those shows I'm a big fan of Rampage but Rampage doesn't get enough love and it can't be the show that's supposed to be bridging the gap of between because it's it's literally one day and it's a tape yep. show. Um, I watched uh, Hook versus Rocky Romero. I want to see how good Hook really is becoming. And I watched him versus Rocky Romero and I heard the commentary and from from his father and who made more sense of what his son was doing and not even calling him a son. He calls him the handsome devil hook, but I wanted to watch that because I've known hook since he's born and want to see his progression. I also against somebody who's really, really good and underrated Rocky. Anyway, I enjoyed that whole rampage really, really did. And I normally enjoy rampage and I feel rampage is the show 
that if you want to prove your worth or cut your teeth to say, hey, I kind of deserve to be on the main roster, uh, I mean, the main flagship shows, is the work that you put in on like the Rampage show. Uh, Collision has been good as well. I like the mix, but this week was a super duper hard mix because of, you know, you're going up against yeah. Survivor Series, which has tradition. It had a lot of speculation and it was just, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to choose to watch? It, it's a hard decision. Um, but anyway, it, what WWE had a hard time doing for a while as well, getting me to watch Raw to carry on to NXT doesn't really carry on to SmackDown. They're starting to find that mix. Why? Through a lot of promoting on Raw. Yep. And it's also only one top, uh, one person. And that person usually is the champion, whether it's Dominic Mysterio, whether it was Becky Lynch. And they're making you want to see the crossover. Then what did they do? Besides advertising the hell out of NXT on uh, Raw, which you also have three hours to do. Then they're also like they threw in uh, the Viking uh, guy to go against Bronson Reed. Yep. Ivar. And that was like, huh, but when did that also happen? In the main event. And it's going to make you want to carry on to see it happen on Raw because we're not going to see that on SmackDown. Yep. Anyway, as well as using social media. But it took a while for WWE to do that. And I'm feeling that maybe they're hitting that stride in AEW between definitely dynamite to dynamite. Now we have to throw in a lot of collision, but we know that the other parts of the tournament happen on collision. And that's why I feel like, cause you know, you look at the WWE, they have the three live shows with raw NXT and SmackDown completely different rosters across the board for all three shows. It's a different scenario. So I feel like because you can see some repeat of stars and matches as well on those three shows. They just have to find that balance once again. I still feel like Friday's Rampage should be Ring of Honor, especially now with Ring of Honor, what's going on with Ring of Honor, and some of the talents they have with Ring of Honor. I think that would help because to your point, Tommy, I feel like Rampage kind of gets lost in between these two shows. And, you know, and Friday night is a tough night, and then you have a show immediately the next night with Collision. I feel like Rampage, and you, you, you always speak highly of Rampage. It's easy for that to get lost because Wednesday you have a live show, Friday you have a live show, and Saturday you have well, not live, but you know what I'm saying a a, a show on Friday and a show on Saturday. That's that's three shows in four nights. That's a lot of programming crammed into a small window of time. Yes, uh, I do like when they've done the live Rampage and then they've done a taped Collision. I do yeah. like, you know, when they've done stuff like that or Rampage gets moved. You know, it's hard when programming gets moved. But, again, it's a hard mix and balance to do. It's also hard creatively to keep up with all of the factors that are going on. This tournament is a really, really good uh, spot, especially for, you know, it's also the holidays. There's... You know, it's a hard time for television and television industry. Um, January's even tougher because of playoffs, all that stuff. But if you look at this going in, it's I can really set my feet in 
on my main stories, which like I said, is MJF and uh, the Edge and Christian stories, as well as just have good matches. I don't ever complain when I have good matches. And I think another thing coming out of this, which I think is happening due to injury, Swerve Strickland's a babyface. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. First of all, he was a babyface out in L.A. for what we saw at Full Gear. I mean, he's going up against Hangman Page, and a good portion of that crowd in Los Angeles, Tommy, was rooting for Swerve. And then throughout the match last night, you know, they keep yelling out, whose house? Swerve's house. And he's going up against Jay White. That's instantly going to change people and their thoughts about Swerve Strickland. And even, you know, even though Swerve got that win, there was no sympathy really put on Hangman Page. I think it was really just a platform for Swerve to take it to that next level, which is, I think is exactly what happened after that match at Full Gear. And kudos to Prince Nana for coming out walking with um, on crutches from his beatdown that he yes. received. That's, That's exactly uh, what little details happen. that uh, mean a lot. But I do think coming out of this whole tournament, and I think going into 2024, uh, could be Swerve's time. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.